The Stone Age, around 53,000 BCE. A group of nomadic hunter-gatherers left their home continent, Africa, for the first time in human history. They traveled through modern-day Greece and Israel on their way to Europe. As they did, they may have learned, for the very first time, that they weren't the only intelligent species in the region. Our ancestors may have encountered the Neanderthals. Homo sapiens and Neanderthals coexisted for nearly 20,000 years before the latter went extinct. And while that may sound like a long period of time, it's practically a blip on the evolutionary timeline. Nobody's sure why the Neanderthals died out. It's possible Homo sapiens were better at hunting and gathering. Or maybe we produced faster and drove them out. Or we defeated them in a species-ending war. Whatever the case, the timing might suggest we played a major role in their demise. Similar scenarios have played out time and time again since. When Anglo-Saxons swarmed the British Isles, they seemingly killed or displaced the native Britons. According to Hawaiian legend, a group of traveling Polynesian people exterminated an indigenous community when they first reached the islands. And when the earliest Europeans arrived in the Americas, they launched a genocide. Historically, when explorers have encountered a new community, violence has ensued. Perhaps it's a proclivity that isn't unique to humans. The desire to eliminate potential rivals might be an evolutionary quality, something that allows any intelligent species to thrive. But if true, what would happen if an advanced alien race arrived to explore Earth? Would we stand a chance? Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. The end of the year is approaching, and maybe the end of the world. So for the next three weeks, we're talking about potential doomsday scenarios. We'll explore the ways the Earth might be destroyed, and whether any of us have a shot at survival. Is it time to stock your fallout shelter? Flee to another country? Or should you simply resign yourself to your fate? Today, we're looking to the stars to ask if aliens pose a threat to our existence. We'll meet the scientists warning mankind about future invasions, and we'll explore the technology that might keep our planet safe, if we're lucky. Next time, we'll examine other extraterrestrial threats lurking, like falling satellites to comets the size of football fields. Some experts believe a cosmic doomsday is all but inevitable. And it could be due in the next five years. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us.
This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The clock is ticking. The Earth isn't going to be around forever. And there's plenty of debate about when the end will come. Self-proclaimed prophets assert we're living in the end of days. Devotees of nearly every major religion point to specific passages in holy texts that eerily align with current events. But you don't need faith to believe the apocalypse is imminent. Psychics have been warning about a deadly alien invasion for decades. One of whom allegedly got her start nearly a century ago. In the 1920s, a tornado struck a small village in what is today northern Macedonia. Accounts say a young girl was playing outside at the time, presumably unaware of the storm, until it was too late. Gusts of wind whipped sand into her eyes, growing stronger until they lifted her off the ground completely. The sand reportedly caused the girl to go blind, but luckily she survived. Though she lost her physical sight, she claimed to have gained the power of foresight. Reportedly, she started seeing visions of the future and in time became known as Baba Vanga. Accounts suggest many of her prophecies came true. Enough that after World War II, rumors about her power spread across the Soviet Union. By 1980, Baba Vanga was a famous soothsayer believed to have uncanny accuracy. It's written that she once warned that the Russian city called Kursk would one day be flooded. This prediction didn't play out literally, but years later in 2000, the Russian submarine Kursk sank. Some considered the similarity too strange to be a coincidence. A claim that steel birds would attack America leading to great bloodshed, has also been attributed to Baba Vanga. A decade after that prediction, terrorists hijacked planes that hit the World Trade Center on 9-11. She even pinpointed the date of her own death. She passed away from breast cancer on August 11, 1996. While Baba Vanga is no longer with us, her supposed prophecies are still coming true today. Some claim that she foresaw the intense floods that would strike Asia and Australia in the year 2022, both of which happened. 
she possibly identified several regions of the world that have already been plagued with drought this year. It's been said that the mystic also proposed that in 2022, aliens would make first contact with the people on Earth and then try to destroy them. Supposedly, these aliens won't be your typical space invaders. They won't travel in flying saucers or rockets. Instead, they'll hitch a ride on some kind of stony object, like an asteroid or comet. Sounds far-fetched, but after Baba Vanga's death in 2017, scientists spotted a mysterious entity moving through our solar system. One they couldn't classify as a comet or an asteroid. They called it Oumuamua. Its arrival generated a lot of excitement among astronomers. For one, they estimated it to be up to a quarter mile long. And two, it was set to pass very close to Earth. This was the first time ever that an object recorded from outside our solar system drew so near to our planet. At one point, it was 15 million miles away, which may sound far, but that's less than half the distance between Mars and Earth. Given the sheer scale of the universe, you could say Oumuamua practically sped through our front yard. As it looped around the sun, it accelerated, like it was powered by some kind of engine. On its way back out to deep space, it passed right by Earth before rocketing away. It came closer to us than any other planet. Almost as though it was interested in our planet. Scientists can't say if Oumuamua was an alien spaceship, but some are still questioning how and why the deep space rock arrived so close to Earth. And who knows? Maybe it'll return later this year to begin its invasion, just like Baba Vanga predicted. Granted, there are only three and a half weeks left in 2022. And as of recording this episode, it hasn't been spotted anywhere near our planet. But even if time runs out on Baba Vanga's prophecies, others have raised the alarm about aliens, like magician and self-professed psychic Uri Geller. Similar to Baba Vanga, Geller reportedly gained his abilities after a mysterious childhood incident. According to biographer Andrea Puharic, the event happened when Geller was only three years old. He wandered away from his family and slipped into a gated villa near his home in Israel. Geller remembered the estate had a pool full of fish and the property was lined with trees and plants. A calm oasis. It was so peaceful, he couldn't even tell if his parents were calling for him. Before long, he fell asleep. When he awoke, Geller saw something odd drifting over him. He described it as a bowl in the sky. Later, he'd realize it was a UFO. After this sighting, Geller claimed to display strange powers. When his mother played card games with her friends, he always seemed to know how much money she won or lost. He also supposedly gained the ability to move objects with his mind. At recess, he impressed his classmates by making the hands on his watch fly around to different hours. 
By the time he was five, he reportedly learned to bend a spoon using telekinesis. These feats made Geller a natural stage performer as an adult. But he became internationally famous when he insisted his abilities weren't illusions. They were real. He claims his supernatural skill drew the attention of Albert Einstein and researchers at the CIA. Geller eagerly participated in all kinds of different studies. Puharich reported that on December 1st, 1971, he underwent a hypnosis session. While in a trance, Geller said he learned of, quote, people who come from space. Geller said he'd been in contact with these people from space since that strange encounter in his childhood. And while he recounted that experience while in his trance, Geller's hypnotist heard a second person start talking. A completely different voice was emanating from an invisible source in the room. The speaker claimed to be a passenger from the spacecraft Geller saw as a boy. In later hypnosis sessions, Geller channeled these beings again. His colleagues learned the visitors lived aboard a spacecraft called Spectra that was supposedly 53,069 light ages away, though they declined to explain how far a light age was. They also said they'd chosen Geller to do important work on Earth, but again, they didn't get into specifics about what that entailed. Perhaps the strangest message they relayed was that at some point in the future, a massive fleet of ships would be arriving on Earth. Ever since, Geller has warned the public about a coming alien invasion. In January 2022, he made an Instagram post showing an unidentified planet he claimed was connected to alien intelligence. He wrote, quote, Start deciphering their messages. They are preparing us for a mass landing soon. Paranormal abilities can't exactly be replicated in laboratory experiments, so it may be tempting to dismiss Geller and Baba Vanga's premonitions, including, if not especially, the ones about alien invasion. Except, even some scientists believe extraterrestrials pose a threat to Earth, including theoretical physicists like Stephen Hawking, Hawking publicly sounded the alarm in 2010. In a television miniseries, he warned alien species could be much more technologically advanced than humans, and there would be no promises that they wouldn't decide to wipe us out entirely. To support his claims, he pointed to history, saying, if aliens visit us, the outcome would be much as when Columbus landed in America which didn't turn out well for the Native Americans. As we mentioned earlier, it also didn't turn out well for the Neanderthals, the Britons, or the indigenous Hawaiians. In an interview with The Guardian, Hawking added, it makes mathematical sense that aliens exist. The universe is too massive for us to be alone. The question is whether they're violent or not. Coming up, expert opinions on the alien mind. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. 
but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem. Of a detour. Now back to the story. Many people, from physicists to mystics, believe aliens will invade the Earth. Even Stephen Hawking voiced concerns. The Guardian covered Hawking along with other researchers who shared his fears. Among them was Paul Davies, an astrophysicist involved in the global search for extraterrestrial intelligence, or SETI. As their name implies, SETI is a project hoping to find evidence of alien life. Scientists at research bases analyze cosmic radio signals, study telescope data, and broadcast messages into space. So far, they haven't found any smoking guns. But if someone did reply to their interplanetary greetings, that could mean bad news for humanity. According to Davies, the communication barrier between humans and aliens would most likely be immense. We could try explaining that we're peaceful and mean no harm, but they might not understand a word. And this is not a situation where you want anything to get lost in translation. After all, a misunderstanding could have fatal consequences. SETI has considered stopping their broadcasts altogether, and they're not alone. A Harvard University-based group called the Central Bureau for Astronomical Telegrams warns against beaming any kind of transmissions into space, no matter how well-crafted, because we have no way of knowing how the message will be interpreted. The safest move would be to never send anything at all, but ever since the dawn of radio, human beings have been spewing signals into space. Pretty recklessly, some might say. We're not sending them on purpose, but each time we make a radio or TV broadcast, or even a cell phone call, signals leak out of our orbit and out toward the stars. Which means somewhere out there, stray NPR interviews and reruns of The Office are just floating in space, waiting for extraterrestrials to find them and wonder what on Earth they are. Since there's no conceivable way to reel transmissions back in, we just have to live with their consequences. But if aliens can pick up our broadcasts, they probably already know about us. In fact, in 2013, one research team concluded it's likely they do. So, maybe the ball's in their court. We can only hope we haven't provoked or offended them. They'll have to decide whether they want to invade, because our technology isn't transporting humans into deep space anytime soon. Now, we can understand why some people might feel skeptical. After all, we don't know anything about life on other planets, let alone if they're aggressive. So why worry? 
Well, we may not be certain about the culture or practices of extraterrestrials, but scientists can make some logical deductions. And they're not what you would call encouraging. For instance, humans don't have the capability to travel to other worlds yet. So, if aliens do come to Earth, their technology must be more advanced than ours. In fact, we could deduce their capabilities by looking at purported UFO sightings. Just this year, NASA acknowledged numerous well-documented credible reports. The UFOs in these accounts allegedly hover in midair, make hairpin turns that defy physics, or break the sound barrier without leaving a trace. To reach Earth, these spacecraft would need to be sturdy enough to withstand a collision with an asteroid, meaning even our best weapons would be useless against them. Not to mention a species that can build such advanced spacecraft has likely figured out how to make unmanned probes. So should they attack, it won't really matter how vociferously we defend ourselves. We won't hurt them. We may never even see an actual living alien, just an infinite wave of automatic soldiers. If all of this is true, we might not stand a chance. Our best bet is to hope any visitors from other planets are peaceful. But if they're like most intelligent life on Earth, they might be bent on conquest. Humans may be the only species with high self-awareness and complex reasoning skills, but we're not the only smart ones on our planet. And if we observe other brainy creatures, we can see they share a lot in common. Predators tend to be smarter than prey. They have to be. A gazelle or herring can thoughtlessly disappear into a herd or school and be fine. But a lion or dolphin has to figure out how to separate an individual from the pack. Plus, social species can usually outthink loners. It takes a hefty IQ to navigate relationships with friends, family, potential sexual partners, and rivals. Explorers are by nature risk-takers. Venturing into the unknown means stepping outside of what's comfortable and leaving behind known sources of food, water, shelter, and mates. That's true, whether a troop of chimpanzees is venturing out of their territory or if medieval crusaders are marching toward Jerusalem. And usually, explorers mean bad news for anyone they encounter. So if earthly trends prove true on other planets, Space-faring aliens are likely unbridled social carnivores willing and ready to kill. Sounds pretty aggressive, doesn't it? As we discussed at the start of this episode, history is full of genocides and attempted genocides. People have enslaved one another, forced conversions at sword point, and built empires on conquest and murder. Space invaders might also want to destroy humanity for gold, god, or glory. Or they could be after our abundant water, air, and food. Thanks to climate change, our globe is on its way to potentially becoming uninhabitable. But the damage isn't irreversible yet. Aliens might face similar crises. 
If they have to flee a planet because of natural disasters or global warming, they might be looking for a new home. Or they may be more interested in getting their hands on more resources. We are. NASA currently has contracts with several private companies to harvest resources in space. It makes sense that aliens might have similar goals. They could kill us without even thinking about it. See, another option is aliens will look and think so differently that they might not consider us intelligent or even alive. We could be like a spider to them or even a pile of dirt. They could squash us without any consideration. Or kill us by accident. If they're carrying space germs or diseases we've never encountered, it could cause one of the worst viral outbreaks in the history of our solar system. This is a serious concern. During the early Apollo missions, NASA required quarantine procedures for astronauts when they returned from the moon. They knew that one careless exposure could spell doom for all of humanity. Even if humans happen to be resistant, the wrong virus could wipe out the life we rely on for food, plants, animals, bugs, you name it. Of course, aliens could be just as afraid of us as we are of them. But that could also cause problems if they hastily decide to kill out of self-preservation. In his science fiction novel, The Dark Forest, author Liu Sixin wrote that until we make initial contact, we can't be certain that our neighbors are friendly or aggressive. And chances are, they'll feel similarly. It'll be like how a hunter in a dark forest never knows if his next step will bring him face to face with a vicious bear, a murderous rival, or a friendly ally. Every first contact situation is a risk. And if we're intentionally seeking out other species, they might interpret our actions as aggressive, like we're the ones looking for a fight. But if that does happen, we won't be totally helpless. Science and engineering writer Christopher McFadden profiled some technologies that could keep the Earth safe. Assuming aliens can't turn invisible to infrared, teleport, or travel at unfathomable speeds, we'd likely spot them on NASA's Wise Space Telescope. It wasn't designed to track down spaceships, but the telescope does photograph the entire sky meaning its infrared gaze should detect any approaching ships. And if their destination was Earth, we could launch something called a Hypervelocity Asteroid Intercept Vehicle, or HAIV. It's a theoretical piece of technology proposed by Iowa State University's Asteroid Deflection Research Center. As their name suggests, the organization isn't concerned with alien invasion so much as possible collision with space rocks. The HAIV destroys meteors before they hit the Earth by drilling a hole and burying nuclear bombs inside it. That same technology could be used to prevent would-be alien invaders, provided their spacecraft isn't totally impenetrable. And assuming we actually build an HAIV before they arrive, 
other Earth-defending weapons are being overseen by the U.S. military. DARPA, or the Defense Advanced Projects Research Agency, technically develops equipment used for modern warfare, but their weapons may also be helpful in an extraterrestrial attack. Some at least fit in the science fiction genre. Think laser guns like the phasers from Star Trek, or munitions that can fire faster and with more precision than any drones currently in operation. But there's one major roadblock keeping us from developing more anti-ET weaponry. Many studies into alien life have to overcome what's called the giggle factor. This refers to the fact that many researchers and scientists still find the very idea of alien society to be ridiculous, which makes it pretty difficult to secure funding. But if we can't develop our existing technology, we might be totally unprepared when conquerors show up on Earth. And in order to survive, we all may have to take some extreme measures. Coming up, how to prepare for an alien attack. Some families were born into. Some families are made from the ones we meet along the way. Our families are built on love and traditions, the memories we share, and knowing that life is better because we're together. Pure Life, 100% pure quality water, refreshing every moment together. Visit purelifewater.com and discover where to buy Pure Life. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the story. In 2013, the Discovery Channel aired a one-off special called Apocalypse Preppers. It profiled people like Dave Norwoods, who thought he was ready for an alien invasion. Unlike your stereotypical prepper who lives on a remote compound, Dave dwelled in the heart of Los Angeles. If the City of Angels came under attack, he was confident his urban surroundings offered everything he needed. For instance, if his water turned off or became dangerously polluted, he had a life straw, a handheld purification device. He was so confident of its efficacy, he used it to drink from his toilet on camera. But if he had to leave LA, Dave was prepared with an escape route. Outside the city, he maintained a shelter at an undisclosed location, a cavern stocked with torches, weapons, and food. Should those supplies run out, Dave said he planned to forage and could recognize the edible plants that grew in the LA area. If an alien ever managed to track him down, Dave could hide from heat-sensitive equipment by coating himself in mud, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Not only would the sludge help him stay hidden, his stock of bentonite clay was edible. Helpful to have on hand if he struggled to harvest native plants. Now living in a cave, eating mud, and drinking toilet water may not seem very appealing. 
so we wouldn't blame you if you skip prepping altogether. Especially when we don't know if an alien invasion is coming, or if life on other planets even exists. And some mathematicians suggest it may not. The Drake equation is too complex for us to explain here, but in very loose terms, it's a mathematical formula that's supposed to calculate the number of technologically advanced alien civilizations that exist today. It factors astronomical data like how quickly new stars form and what percentage of those suns have planets, and how many of those planets could potentially support life. The big problem is a lot of the variables aren't known. This means scientists are forced to make wild guesses at what numbers to plug in. Depending on how optimistic you were feeling, you might calculate there are anywhere between 1 and 15,600,000 intelligent societies in the universe. As for Frank Drake, who first came up with the formula, he determined there were about 10,000 in the Milky Way galaxy. To get a more accurate number, one group of researchers calculated the Drake equation millions of times, changing up the variables in each iteration. Then they used statistics and probability formulas to determine which of those results were most likely. Their findings told them Earth was probably the only inhabited planet in our galaxy. The odds ranged from 53 to 99.6%. If you expand the formula to encompass the whole universe, it still doesn't look good. The odds are between 39 to 85% certain that life on Earth is unique. In other words, at best, there's a 50-50 shot we're alone in the galaxy. At worst, there's a mere 1 in 7 chance of any other planet in existence having intelligent life. This finding might solve another long-standing conundrum, an observation called Fermi's Paradox. Named after physicist Enrico Fermi, the paradox basically states the universe is so huge and so full of planets, life must have evolved on some of them. It's the same idea Stephen Hawking cited earlier. Statistically, believing in aliens isn't so extreme. But if they're out there, why haven't we met them yet? Perhaps Earth has the most advanced society in existence. Our world formed pretty quickly in universal terms. Out of every potentially life-supporting planet that's ever been or ever will be, only 8% are estimated to be older than the Earth. So maybe we have a several million year head start on other species including the ones that might someday evolve. Or maybe the cosmos is teeming with other intelligent beings who haven't gotten around to inventing radio or rockets yet. Or it's possible cultures on other planets did evolve at the same time as humanity, but wiped themselves out before they could reach the stars. Our planet has certainly faced numerous extinction-level events throughout its history. It might be a matter of sheer luck that we've gotten this far. It's even possible the most unique fact about Earth isn't that it has life, but that life exists on its surface. Some evolutionary theorists believe 
species are more likely to appear at the bottom of oceans. If that's true, an aquatic creature might never think to look to the stars, let alone travel to them. Or we're simply asking all the wrong questions. Instead of wondering why haven't aliens contacted us yet, maybe we should ask, why don't we believe the millions of possible UFO sightings, alien abductions, and extraterrestrial psychic connections that have already been reported? Baba Vanga and Uri Geller have warned us that aliens are poised to visit soon. They're just two people of many who believe an interstellar attack is in the realm of possibility. Maybe they're telling the truth. Maybe they're deceiving us. Or maybe they've been deceived. We may never know if an alien invasion is coming until they show up at our door. But aliens aren't the only existential threat in space. Not even close. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time, assuming the world doesn't end before then. In our next episode, we'll weigh the risks posed by comets, asteroids, and solar flares, and how they might destroy all of society. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast, executive produced by Max Cutler. Our head of programming is Julian Boireau. Our supervising sound designer is Russell Nash, with Nick Johnson as our head of production and quality control by Lisa Marie Gallegos. Allie Wicker is our supervising editor and Derek Jennings is our writing lead. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Angela Jorgensen, edited by Alex Garland and Connor Sampson, fact-checked by Kevin Johnson, researched by Chelsea Wood, recorded by Freddie Rivera, produced by Bruce Kotovich, and sound designed by Scott Stronick. Our hosts are Molly Brandenburg and me, Richard Rossner. Richard Rossner